Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. to the morning dna for uh february 15th 2021 uh i am aaron dicer the man of a single black shirt she is danae hughes the woman of a million onesies and uh we are <laughs> <No>. here <laughs> no no just one from this morning uh a million distractions we are here to find out what today is made of uh hi danae uh penguin onesie danae how are you this morning did penguins quack because i almost just went quack quack but that's not you know, right uh let's pretend you know we can i've seen enough uh penguin documentary in my life to know that they make some sort of barky quacky noise you know maybe i should just be like what is it um the dance that you tap your feet on tap dancing Uh huh. Little happy feet. Guys, listen. It's been a morning. (laughs) (laughs) I got little to no sleep last night. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was well. I finally got sleep once I moved onto my toddler's twin size bed and could just be alone. (laughs) But then, of course, I was joined by two puppies uh, pretty quickly because. I just I can't be left alone in my house. Everybody just wants to hang out with me. So yeah, you guys you guys do family sleep. Like everybody in your house sleeps in we the all, same room. We go to sleep in the same uh, bed together, and then we usually try to move Iris to her own bed mm-hmm. to begin to train her to get on out of her own. But now she just climbs up in bed with us, so we'll wake up and I'll have a Iris. So now splayed all over me. You're going to Iris's bed. For some alone time. Got it. Uh, understand. Yes, this is parenting. If my kid won't listen to me, you know, I'll just I'll just be the one that takes the hit. <laughs> oh, man. The other thing that's really crazy, though, and this was the main reason is because the mattress style that we have for her is the super firm mattress, which I love the harder mattresses. And the one that we have for our bed is pillow soft. And it, mm. I hate it so much. Um, yeah. It ca- I think it causes me a lot of body problems personally. So I was like, I'm going to go get some good sleep in a good bed. So I did get like a few hours of sleep in a toddler bed. On a more firm mattress. On a more firm mattress. And then I had to jump up this morning. And usually my husband helps me get, you know, Iris out the door on Monday so we can do this show together. Mm-hmm. But he's out there in the snow. It's snowing here, guys. Um, a snowing is an understatement for here. 
It's Michigan here in Missouri uh, no, this week. It doesn't feel like Michigan. Is this Michigan weather? This is all. This is three months in Michigan. This is what it's like Ooh. for about three months of the year in Michigan. Yeah. No, no, no. Where it never gets warm enough for anything to melt. So any mm. ice that comes down, any snow yeah. that comes down, it just kind of piles up on top of each other. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I had to be the one that got up super early in the snow, get Iris uh, to where she goes uh, on Mondays and then come back and make it in time for the show. So who knows how this is going to go? I couldn't think of the word tap dancing, so we'll see. <laughs> so, so we're in for it. Uh, so Skidorva uh, helps us out, says uh, the noise they make is like a trumpet did a raspberry on a baby's tummy. So now, Danae, I want you to... I think it's probably right. How is I think that? I, that was pretty close, I think. I was going to ask you to imitate what you think that sounds like, and you just did it without the... Uh, Without any uh, yeah, that was yeah. a fantastic description. I also have to say, I'm I'm working with a little bit of a new setup. I'm trying to change some stuff in this sure, space. Sure. So my laptop was like super up here, and now it's kind of down here. So mm. I, I already feel a little disoriented. But anyways, that's if I'm like, if I'm yeah. super. More so, distractions today. So this is this is something that that I think about often as like a as somebody who's like both tries to be in show brain and out of show brain, right? Like when you're doing a show like this. Wait, what? what? You, you just want to be yes. You 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 live your life out of show brain. I totally get that. But for some of us, uh, there's this there's this battle between I just want to have a normal conversation with my friend Danae and all our friends who hang out with us on a Monday morning, yeah. and also I want to produce a good show, right? I have like to look the, at the camera, right? And my camera's <laughs> up here, so I'll focus on my camera. Whereas my instinct is to focus on the chat, to look at you, Danae, when we're talking to each other. And so now you have your camera a little bit higher, and now you're dealing a little bit more with that where you're like... Here, I'll just cover my eyes with my... <laughs> That's right. With let my the, beak. Let the penguin look at the camera, and you can, you can look wherever you, you want. You won't even know where I'm looking. <laughs> this is great. This is perfect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. I, I do want to say, again, times like this, I do feel bad for our podcast listeners, as I know everything that is sure, happening right yeah, now yeah. is very visual. But just for quick context... There is this thing happening on Twitch where people started to stream their Twitch. Uh -oh. Twitch streamer. What? Oh, I just I either I either you lost me or I lost you, but you froze for me. So one of us oh. had a little internet hiccup, but you're good. Well, you're good. You're good. Well, it's the, it's probably the weather. But my mother, uh, she got onesies thinking that she was going to wear them and then immediately was like, nope. And so she came, <laughs> she brought them to me. So I have this one and I have a Perry the Platypus onesie as well. Nice. <laughs> um, this one comes uh, also with a butt zipper. Oh, just in case, you know, just, just in, in case. case you need a moment. You need you have a restroom emergency while you're dressed as a penguin. You know, that, that's that got to be, that has to take into account that people wear these out and about, right? Like that they just don't want to take off their entire onesie to have to to do some business. It also means that I would, that you, I would never wear a, a, someone else's onesie. <laughs> 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 it is really, right? that, is, that is not a lot of, uh, lot of, um, lot of coverage uh, for what you might need to do. Genuinely, um, good point. Uh, mom never wore this one. She just looked at it and was like, yeah, no, and then gave it yeah. to me. But yeah, if you ever see a used onesie, perhaps think, you know, yeah, twice. just turn around. Just turn around. Not, Go the other not way. Not all of them have butt zippers, but this one does. <laughs> uh, the only time I ever tried to wear a onesie was when uh, for my uh, pop culture 
universe, Sif Pop, uh, uh, when the support got to a certain level that I had to dress up like a unicorn. Yes. Uh, to review well, not a unicorn. No, no, it was a My Little Pony. My Little Pony. Yeah, uh, I to remember review that. The My Little Ponies movie. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so those are fun. there's video of that somewhere. <laughs> Were you in a onesie though? I didn't end up being in a onesie because they there's don't make them very many. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's going to be a fun day today, though. I've already I, I had an appointment scheduled today. There's people already calling trying to cancel. It's just this white wonderland outside. Yeah. I, I was the it's only not person. Just us too. I was looking in the chat. Dexter's like it's snowing in Houston right now. Morning, Dexter. Uh, uh, Doc says it's snowing here in Wisconsin. Like it's just that's snowy. Washington. Oh, you know what, Shout Wisconsin? Out to Washington. You know, Wisconsin or Washington wouldn't be all that surprising for snow. <laughs> Those are more nor- northern states, but uh, yeah, yeah. We, but you're right. We haven't had a snow uh, like this in quite some time. It's got me thinking, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Because mm. that's uh, be my topic today. So be thinking about your snow stories. Bo Hunter sets us up for a, a joke uh, that I hope the payoff is worth it. Do you kn- do you know how a penguin constructs his house? Do you know how a penguin constructs his house? See, this is what's bad for me is I I do try to think of it, but now it's like waddle. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. He glues it together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bow Hunter. We appreciate you hanging out with us this that morning. For that sure. Definitely one. appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, I kind of start uh, into today having had a week as well. Um, mm. So you may remember, in fact, somebody even in the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good morning said, Stephen hey, how was did. your first shot? Because last week I talked about that I was heading out right after the show. In fact, we we kind of kept it early. tight mm-hmm. uh, so that I could get out for my first dose of the uh, vaccine. Uh, well, I will tell you now, I hold uh, the distinction of being one of probably very few people who uh, got their first dose of COVID vaccine on the very same day. They tested positive for COVID. Uh, so, <laughs> so, and of course, all the first questions people ask me when they find out uh, about this are, oh, does that affect the vaccine? Is it, you know, like, how does that, that work together? And, and all the research I did, all the people I asked said they are completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. It's still good to have the vaccine. It still, it does a different thing with your antibodies than the actual COVID does. I just have like extra antibodies now uh, working yeah. for me. Uh, I was had looking it as well. through... Um, like my feeds, my my medical kind of update feeds that I'll glance through every once in a while. And one of the headlines was something like, if you've had COVID and you have the vaccine, um, you may not even need the second dose. Or oh, interesting. Because yeah. it's it works really well. But of course, everything is so early in research. So See, that's the thing. Even even a lot of the stuff you'll get where it looks like it's just it's been there just hasn't been a ton of time to see how the vaccine, you know, lasts, you know, like for, yeah. a, uh, you know, and, and transmission is another one. You'll see a lot of things that are like early studies show vaccine impacts transmission as well, that you can't actually give anybody the uh, COVID if you've had a vaccine, but those are just early, it's so early, early, and it's too, way too early to say yep. that for sure. And so it's like, still be safe, wear your mask, you know, all that kind of stuff, just in case, um, so, yeah, so I'm, scheduled, I'm scheduled for my second dose. I'm not planning on, you know, not doing that uh, a- at all. So, yeah, I'm scheduled for my second dose. But it has been an interesting week. And if you're uh, the other, uh, obviously, the other question people ask, sometimes first, uh, it really doesn't matter. I, I understand you love me and you care about me. But <laughs> the other question people ask is, how are you? 
you know, like you have COVID, you've been tested positive. How are you well, doing? Obviously, you're a mess. Look at you. I, yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, I had you're a couple- doing great. It's still only 9.14 in the morning, but you're doing great. <laughs> well, I was diagnosed <laughs> a week ago, but um, I had a couple of days of, and, and still dealing with a little bit of congestion, but the, but the congestion could also be the fact that our heater is running nonstop right now. Mm-hmm. And this, this happens this time of year anyway. So I don't know if that's the COVID or not. One very big uh, symptom that I did have, that I do have, and that we will talk more about uh, later. So should yep. I just leave it at these for now? He's got the poops. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, I'm doing a whole topic. We're going to be talking about the, the poops later, everybody. That's why I brought up my little <laughs> zipper bottom. That's right. <laughs> uh, you ready to shoot a doe? Let's shoot do dough? it. All right. Uh, we are going to do our DNANU. We're going to have a D topic, an A topic, and a U topic. Actually, hopefully several U topics. If there's something that you want us to talk about, a question that you have for us, uh, you can go ahead and put that in the chat now. Just make sure you put a U at the front of it so that we can scan and find it pretty easily or hold on to it till we get to that section uh, that works as well. Um, but before we get into all that, we do our Monday FAQs. This is the friendship application question. I need a uh, puppet so bad. That was, this is a, this is a moment wanting to reach over and grab a little puppet. But Danae, I don't, yeah. I don't know if you, you know, I, I was over here talking like, yeah. so you doing a puppet, like I, people can see that it's my voice. Like you're so? not. <laughs> What? What? So? <laughs> you, well, yeah, I'm just saying you you're going to do it. That is, is that would be a deterrent no, no, no. of if some you're kind. You're going to do it. You just solo lay out yourself, and then as I'm talking, you do, <laughs> <laughs> you do the yes. puppet. It's like, okay, so Danae is going to do her FAQs. That yep. is a friendship application. You're not going to do the puppet. All right, we'll go back to the regular. Yeah, the, regular. the moment's right, over. But maybe All right, what is time. The, uh, the application question for today? Okay. So we've gotten through quite a few silly uh, essay style questions. And then I transition at this point in the FAQ and it becomes, and on a serious note. Oh, okay. Looks like I can get serious. Now, again, it's been a long time. I've never seen or heard you do that on this show. No. You know, you're always silly. There's never serious today. We're almost to the final page. This is crazy. Okay. Here's the question. It's a deep one. Are you guys ready? What is a quality a friendship has to have in order to work properly? Mm. A quality. Well, you know where everyone's, at least my mind goes to first is honesty, right? Like that seem that would probably be the pat answer. Right. Would, would be the idea of, you know, somebody who's not going to lie, lie all the time. Lie all the time. Yeah. And I think that goes in conjunction with what my, my friend filled out here, which the first one was trust. And Which, right, right in our chat, that, first right in our chat is Polly saying trust. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like if you're honest, it builds trust. So I can see how kind of those things, you know, merge together. Yeah. Um, another one that came up, uh, I like I like slabs. Good morning, slabs. Slabs says money. Very, very <laughs> wise. Very, very deep. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah he also wrote, my friend also wrote, uh, reality. And I think that, I think maybe what he meant was just being real, like being straight, shooting straight. Yeah. 
No, I think that's I think that's true. Uh, Elizabeth has one here that I think is really high on my list. Like as I think of people like that I'm like true deep friends with, I have to have this. And someone, it's someone you can I poop can in front of. So I'm sorry, what? What, what? was that? No, what, what? what did you just say? I didn't what, say what anything. Did you just say? Someone I can what? Nothing. I'm just gonna What did you just say? <laughs> Aaron, I was joking around about poop again. You said, did you say someone you can poop in front of? Is that what you said? Today Hughes. I was ashamed. It was a joke. It was a joke, Aaron. Okay, fair enough. Fair because enough. Because we're talking about Yes, we're not friends. No, no, you no. <laughs> it never will be. <laughs> Crap, guys! This is gonna make the rest of this very awkward. Not because I said it, but because Aaron and I are no longer. <laughs> well, no this longer goes friends. right along with what I was gonna say, which is someone I can joke around with. I think that is really, really important. Like, there's something about somebody who, like, you you vibe with on a sense of humor level that I think, like, I know it seems trite or meaningless, but there's just something very foundational about that for me. I think, like. And maybe it's the way I was raised, maybe because we joked around a lot in our house, or maybe it's because of the way I, you know, I love humor and, you know, mm -hmm. I value that. But, but yeah, I think that sense of humor with that joke around one is a, a big one for me. What are some of the other ones you want to point out maybe in the chat or just that you're thinking of? Uh, while you look them over, there's a couple more that this person mentioned. Uh, not Facebook dependent. I mm. that was really insightful and true. I deleted my Facebook, so. Yeah, and it's interesting because... I genuinely have zero people that I was more kind of actively friends with on Facebook that have transitioned into real life with me, mm -hmm. but I can't blame them. And I'm, I'm not upset by that. It's more, it's mostly that it's just hard to maintain real life friendships. It takes effort and work. Yeah. And there really aren't a ton of, and this is going to sound really lame but i can't think of another word slots for it like no i was just going to say that and, and that's not a that's not a snobbery thing no that no. is a human thing that is you only have right. so much emotional space well it, i had invest this, in so many people exactly i had this really tragic thing happen a couple of years ago with my daughter and literally everything else just faded away because the most important thing i had to deal with as a right. human being was her safety and well-being and then also my husband and just as the our little family unit had to deal with this tragic situation and i just had this revelation at the time that i only have two physical hands i can only hold on physically to two people and who are those two people that i want to physically be able to hold on to because i'm just one person and then that just sort of like opened up my mind to realize that i also only have so much space for people that I can give a, my most intentional time to. And I've always been the kind of person who has it for a lot of people, but I can't carry it very far. So for example, yeah. I'm the kind of person that if you direct message me on Twitter or you message me on Instagram or you have my phone number and you text me, I'm gonna text back and say hi, but I'm not gonna carry it into deep, deep places because mm. I literally can't, I can't manage and maintain so many uh, deep, deep friendships. The kind of people that you could poop in front of is what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> no, no, still no. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I I have, on, on I would say, hmm, it always gets tricky when you start you when you start to actually count, right? Because oh, don't count. No, no, no. I'm not going to count publicly. I'm just saying, you know, you have the, 41 movies you love. You can have 41 people. We all know your number. Well, listen, if you're talking about the same degree of love for like a movie I enjoy, then I have tons of friends. But if you're exactly. talking about if you're talking about like a, a human being who you go deep with who you trust completely um that takes time to build for one and again you only have so much emotional energy mm-hmm. and i'm sure that number's under 12 i'm sure especially if you exclude family like that that number is yeah. is really low and that's yeah. just and that's okay i think that's really okay it is um, i think it is too uh, but, another one that yeah. was listed and this is the final one on this one we can go over some other ones that maybe you have uh, seen in the chat aaron is sure, balance yeah. uh, a good sense of balance and then maybe that's just about expectations of like, I don't expect people to be able to always reach out to me either, because I also know what it's like to have other things come into play, like, especially when my kid comes home. It's like, I can't really. Sure, uh, sure. Several days will go by and I'll say, oh, my gosh, I never texted back. Solis. what what am I doing? Today <laughs> <So. laughs> reached out yesterday, I think, and just said, hey. And, you know, and I was like, (laughs) yeah, what's going on? And then it was like three hours later. And I texted, I think what I texted back was something along the lines of, oh, I thought we were going to have a conversation, but apparently you're still a mother. (laughs) Aaron, look, if I fold my arms, it looks like yesterday, yesterday, (laughs) I wasn't saying anything so we can, we can move on. Uh, Skidorva says respect. Uh, that's a good one. I think respect is a good one. Um, communication, very good one from Doc. Uh, mm-hmm. The ability to communicate with each other, vulnerability. That is that is for the the deep friends, like that vulnerability, that idea that uh, I'm going to open up about something that I w- is not necessarily something I would speak about publicly or just talk about all the time. But you you know you know mm-hmm. this about me, and that goes to trust as well. Trust and yeah. vulnerability are very connected in that way. Um, just while I'm thinking about it, send some love to Dexter, everybody in the chat, just send some love to Dexter because his little boo doggy is going through some, some stuff right now and he could use the love. So hope hope your puppy's doing good. Um, Nick says someone who is kind, kindness. It's a a big one. I love the quote that I read recently. Um, if you want to know if a house like I don't, I don't remember how it starts out but basically take somebody to a restaurant and see how they treat the wait staff as a good gauge of their kindness meter mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's so true no it's very true here's an interesting one and i want to talk about this one from polly polly says someone who i can argue politics uh and not lose the friendship i want to talk about Uh-oh. this one a little i want to talk about this one a little bit because we Wait, live in I, such a- can i make Go a ahead. guess sure okay i'm yeah. gonna write down my guess what your guess of what i'm going to say uh-huh oh i mean I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. Do you want to say it? Or you're just going to write it down? I'm going to write it down. I'm going oh, okay. to write it down. I'm going to. Okay, go ahead, Aaron. I'm writing it down. I've written it down. It's written. <laughs> uh, this is this is an interesting one for me because we live in such a divisive time that it feels like this is something that um, that is is such a big deal because you're afraid to get categorized as, you know, the other team or whatever the case may be. Um, this shouldn't necessarily be a sign of friendship. This should be a sign of humanity. 
This this is one that extends, I think, beyond our deepest friends. And unfortunately, because of the situation we live in, it is only our deepest friends we feel like we can do this with. Mm. And that's, that's unfortunate to me because this should just be how we interact with each other. We should be able to disagree with each other and still, you know, not lose a, a view of the person's humanity, a view of the person's value as a human being. But in such a divisive time, that's really difficult to do. Now, that doesn't mean people's ideas or thoughts don't have consequences and that those consequences shouldn't be talked about and shouldn't be taken seriously. Um, but if you're just talking about speech and the idea of here's what I believe, I am a firm believer that uh, that that is something we should be able to do with each other without um, you know, resulting in some kind of hatred or devaluing of each other. So, um, but yes, you're right. Right now it has to be a close friend. Like you can't, like it's almost impossible to disagree with somebody, even an acquaintance without, you know, you know, hindering that. So I definitely hear where it's coming from. Now I'm curious what you thought I was going to say. Not that at all. Uh, yeah. so I'm super glad that I wrote it down so I could tell you all how wrong I am. <laughs> I just put it up in the chat. I thought it was going to be argue versus debate <laughs> <laughs> well all right well let's talk about that for a few minutes since you brought it up no no uh lolly says tribal politics is exhausting right now really i miss really being is. able to bring up politics without having to think how badly could this go with yeah. xyz person yeah. um yeah it's very very true or even just being around people or a tribe of people who and I, I've heard this, this is something that I've heard about myself is that I can listen to a lot of different people's opinions on a lot of different things and just not take it personal because I've done a lot of personal work to learn that. I don't know if you could breaking news. Do, 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 do. It's not all about me. What? <laughs> I'm not the center of the universe. So that was a shocker at some point in my life when I realized mm. that, but you know, when you stop taking everything so personal that someone else's opinion about something doesn't immediately negate or devalidify what you have experienced or your thoughts. And it's so important, I think, to listen to other people's opinions and go, huh, I don't know that I agree, but we have some really interesting crossover. And let's go to those crossover places. Let's go to that Venn let's diagram. Learn from each other. I remember like the, one of the big ones, I'll just give an example. One of the really big first ones for me was being raised in a Christian home and then meeting people who had more of like an Eastern mysticism background and hearing their their uh, way of describing um, divinity and things like spirituality that. Spirituality. And, and spirituality. Kind of things, yeah. I was like, wow, there are a lot of similarities. It's just there are some very specific things that uh, are different. And that didn't make me think, that means that we can't be friends. And you think, oh my gosh, there's so much we have in common. That's exciting. So. Yeah. And for, and everybody's built differently. I, I am built to have these conversations. I love talking about just about anything that we might disagree on because A, um, I, and I, I truly believe this, A, I want to learn from your perspective and B, I want to maybe enlighten uh, the perspective of something that maybe you haven't thought of. like, I want this give and take where we're able to sharpen each other. Mm -hmm. And that's, man, I just think we lose a lot with tribalism, especially because, and this is some, this is something I've talked about a lot recently with the politics divide. Do you know how many political topics there are now? Everything becomes team A, team B instead mm -hmm. of 
hey, let's have a talk about minimum wage. Hey, let's have a talk about uh, homosexuality. Hey, let's have a talk uh, about life issues. Like you can't have any of these conversations without going, oh, if you believe this way, mm -hmm. you're on this team. And if you believe oh, this yeah. way, you're on this team. And now that yep. means all these other things about you as well. And mm -hmm. so, whew, yep. boy, it is, it is, it is, tribalism is a really dangerous place when you want to have positive conversations with each other and growth. So, yeah. Greg asks a great question. Do you think social media is the cause of tribal politics or is it the result? If you watch um, the Social Dilemma, the, the um, documentary, I think on Netflix, Social Dilemma, uh, it dives into a lot of these uh, ideas and basically says that maybe not the cause, but certainly it is the fuel. Uh, yeah. There is a real fuel to the idea of how the social media sites are programmed to bring uh, the div the uh, divisive stuff to the top. And so, yeah, social media yeah, is definitely engagement, a, engagement, 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 stuff that Whether makes people angry. Whether it's positive or negative, yeah. they don't well, care. Most, I mean, negative is overpowers positive when it comes to engagement. And that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, Polly says, I think it's been tribal since uh, the forever social media is just a newer outlet for it. And I think that's true too. But the thing that's really interesting about social media, and I know we all know this because it's it's just so instant and it's so explosive and it allows for so many people to be emboldened with really, really um, divisive uh, and extreme thoughts without repercussion and without seeing the damage. There's not a lot of, um, like, there's not that, Okay, um, one of the things I'm doing with my child right now, so she's gonna be four in April, is when she does something that I think could potentially hurt someone's feelings or hurt my feelings, just how, how she uses her voice, you know, and she's mm -hmm. she's very demanding and, and, uh, and very pointed and yelly, you know, at times, because, well, she's four and she's learning how to communicate, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Sure. I will kind of act, I will overact a little bit on being, like, reacting to it and, like, kind of like, oh, that kind of hurt my feelings, you know, and she'll say, Oh, mama, why are you, why are you looking so sad? And I'll say, well, when you yell at me like that, it kind of hurt my feelings and we'll talk mm -hmm. about it. None of that happens online, you know? So you miss that whole thing of, of that empathy of seeing how what you say can actually hurt somebody and the ability to like talk about it. It's, it's a very interesting space. It's well, actually, I was just considering the, this morning as I was waking up, I think I might delete Twitter soon, you know? I've had a really good experience on Twitter and I kind of want it to stay that way before it gets bad. <laughs> I want you know to I mean? remember the good times. I want to be like, yeah, I had a good time on Twitter and, and I got out it, before it got weird. You know, it's probably just optimistic, you know, stupid pie in the sky, Aaron, like, you know, I am, but I think we're through, like, I feel like we're through the worst of it. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to, to say um, like, but I know, I like, no. I know deep inside that I'm wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> so like, come on guys. We're no, I just, there's, there's a, I am I'm hyper aware that every single day there's something I could say on a show like this or any any other sure. of the public outlets sure. I have sure. that will put me in the public eye and people will find my home address and I will get death messages. That is something I live with every day because I know that yeah. there are so many people who don't understand that um that that's wrong or you know that there are ramifications for that. So I think maybe the better option is just to like not even engage with it. But at the same time, I think it's important to be a positive voice also. Um, and so I have to 
make that decision every single day that I decide to stay on social media. Yeah. You know, there, the, I, the thing is to debate in your own mind, the value you are getting from it. Can mm-hmm. that value be had somewhere else? And right. is that value worth the pain you're experiencing? For me, Twitter still, the value still is worth this, you know, I actually don't experience that much pain on Twitter. I don't know if it's, you know, the people I have around me, the people I choose to follow, you know, whatever the case, I keep my followers very low. So, you know, like I'm not seeing a bunch of stuff. Um, So, or I should say the things I'm following, not my followers, whatever. My followers. (laughs) My kingdom on Twitter. Uh, But it is, it is something that like if I needed to find that value somewhere else, can I, we, you know, we've recently had this conversation as a family about the idea of um, Facebook is such a wonderful place to keep your family up to date with kind of what's going on in your life. And here's pictures of the kids and, you know, that kind of stuff. And we are like, okay, that's valuable. Where's somewhere else we can find this value. And so we just created a shared Google photo album now, and you can comment on stuff, you can like stuff, but it's just us. And we just, you know, share our stuff. And uh, that's been great for me because I've been off Facebook for like a year, but now I feel like I'm more engaged with what's going on in my family's life. Um, but in a more private, direct way. And I know you can do that stuff on social media, but that is not what they encourage. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that is not their overall goal. Their overall goal is massive engagement, make the circles as big as possible. Um, so wow. yeah. we just blew that up. Hey guys, the original conversation was what's an important part of friendship. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like Doc said something about getting naked. I don't know if that was about friendship <laughs> or not, but is this... It was a response to your idea that uh, friendship was only based on whether or not you're willing to poop in front of someone <laughs> today. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not sure, Doc, which is which is a, a better friendship thing, to be willing to poop in front of someone or let's get naked. I'm, You know, that is, that is a debate that is unsettled uh, oh at this gosh. point. Oh, my gosh. What a fun thing. Thanks, guys, so much for, the, for that. I know it can be very emotional at times because we all are so passionate um so but these are the kinds of chats we love to have on the show yeah yeah no that's the friendship application question for today wow uh so let's get on to the dna in you um and uh that means we start with danae what is your topic for today danae what is your topic for today danae what's one of your favorite snow memories i'd like Hmm. for you guys to think about sharing a story with us once upon a time there was snow the end <laughs> did you have one you were thinking about that you wanted to start with or because sure. i have plenty but, but go, go ahead, ahead. No, um, it's, your, it's your topic you start oh okay okay so uh my Here, favorite we'll one solo layout. there uh, you go Let's talk about your snow memory today so my favorite story when i was a, <laughs> when I was a baby penguin <laughs> i went very cartman there mm-hmm. um I, when I was growing up, we we have not had a lot of epic snowfalls in Missouri in quite some time. I was just telling my husband last week that I cannot remember a good snow, um, at least not like the ones when I was a kid. And there was this one in particular. We were at my grandma's house, and growing up, my uh, there was lots of uh, cousins around, so it was great. So we had lots of adventures running in the basement together and fighting monsters and running around the backyard. And it was just like this epic, you know, childhood experience. And in this one particular snow, um, well, usually it would snow about every year. We would get excited because there'd be sledding and, you know, you put the big snow suits on and just like in the movies and all that stuff. But one year 
had had these massive snowdrifts that, you know, went up against the side of the house, uh, probably six feet tall snowdrifts. It was massive. Uh, and then, of course, the heat from the house uh, moved the snowdrift out a bit so we could crawl between the house and this, you know, piles of snow. And we had such a good time. We got to build a little miniature igloo. Who gets to build an igloo in Missouri? That was the <laughs> only time it has ever happened in my entire life where I've yeah. been able to create a little snow cave. And it was the most epic experience. We had such a great time. It's fun because now I don't, I, I'm not interested in being cold. I'm not interested in going out in the snow. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine recently went on a snowmobiling adventure with his family, like up North. I just was like, why? <laughs> why yeah. though? Um, but when I was little that particular, uh, winter, I would have, I would have stayed out there until my fingers were frostbitten because I was having such a good time. And I love oh, that memory. It's like the sky is dropping Play-Doh. Like it's, it's just this weird thing where the environment's like here, here's creative stuff you can work oh, with, yeah. you know? Oh and yeah. It's, here's yeah. Play-Doh from the sky. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of what it's like as a kid. And yeah, I grew up a lot in Michigan um, and lived a lot of Michigan. So I've had plenty of snow experiences, but very similarly, when I was a kid, we lived on uh, a court. This was actually in Ohio, I believe. But uh, we lived on a, um, I said a court. Did, did they call them courts in Missouri? I or do they well, I went to basketball court in my mind. So Okay, okay. Uh, Cul-de-sac, maybe? Cul-de-sac, yes, yes. Like just a road that's just a mm -hmm. circle. You know, yes. like you turn in and it's just a circle of houses. We mm -hmm. Those were called courts in Ohio, I guess. Like it, it was, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that was the name. Like, you know how it would be like, you know, uh, whatever Av, it was right. such and such court. And uh, and so, yeah, we lived on uh, a court. Uh, that makes of, more sense because it's not like the streets are called such and such cul-de-sac. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So anyhow, that is beside the point. Just a little uh, something to think about geographical term difference. But when they would plow after a snow, all the snow from the court would be in front of our house. So they would they would push it all in and then it would mm. all pile up right in front of our home. And so every time there was a big snow, I would go out and dig through that pile that they had just put in front of our house and make like forts and pathways. And I would pretend like, you know, one tunnel went to Narnia and one <gasps> tunnel went somewhere else. And did you yeah, really go to Narnia? Well, I mean, I think so, but it's so hard to know now as an adult. You lose that part of your why, imagination. But, why wouldn't uh, one path go to like the desert where it's warmer? <laughs> <laughs> because then it melts and you can't get back home. That's true, like, how that's would true. you get back that's home? True. That's true. What was I thinking? <laughs> uh so yeah so i i vividly remember going out there with some of my court buddies you know my my friends that that lived uh in the it's area amazing. and just digging through and having oh, snowball so cool. fights and, and I, snowball fights are the worst like they seem like such a great idea and they are just not a great idea um because they they very much uh turn into ice fights very quickly oh so, no yeah. yeah no <laughs> no what fun yeah i don't we don't have to spend a lot of time on it i just you know with the snow outside i'm wondering if we're going to start doing the same thing you know with iris and it's going to be interesting because we don't we didn't prepare for you know winter stuff but she wants to go out in the snow and experience it so when she gets home today i've got to figure out how to wrap her up and get her out in the, in the snow did you see this 
Nope. Nick, I missed it. Nick comments as I'm telling the story. Growing up, our house was at the bottom of a cul-de-sac, and the snow plow would push all the snow in front of our house, and it made the biggest mountain to sled down and make forts with. It was awesome. Oh, my gosh. You two are snow buddies. <laughs> That's so exciting. That's how I determine who can be a friend. You That's know. right. Did you, did you live at the end of a court uh, where the snow got plowed to? Yeah. Nice. Very, very nice. Actually, it's I kind of... Mm, I've already put that up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but people listen on the podcast, so, you know, okay. Dexter says Play-Doh doesn't give you frostbite. Uh, that, is a, that is a fair point. That is a fair point. Um, as we transition to Aaron's question, which I'm really excited to get to for you guys, I wanted to put this one up from Bo Hunter, who says, what do you call an evil penguin's offspring? A deviled egg. Very nice. Keep them coming. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about that kind of stuff. Believe me. Uh, so you want to move on to yeah. my... Uh, my topic the a topic today uh i had mentioned that i got one symptom from covid one symptom i still had maybe you can figure it out from my topic if you only got to taste one food for the rest of your life what would it be um i know what your answer is you know what my answer is mm -hmm. that's interesting there are a lot of there are a lot of ways you could uh cheat the answer to this question Right. Like if you went with sugar and then it's like, oh, good, I get cookies and cake and ice cream. And it's like, no, let's go with actual prepared. Let's be specific about the food that you would want. Like specifically, this one food is the only one you can taste. For instance, even going as extreme as if it's pepperoni pizza, it's just pepperoni pizza. It's not you don't also get See, fruit pizza. You I can thought also you get were going to say pizza. I figured that's where you thought I was going to go, uh -huh. but I'd like to get more specific than that. I don't want to cheat this question. I like that one specific food item that, you know, it was the only thing you could taste forever. Now, while you're thinking about, um, about the answer to this question, yes, I have lost my smell and taste. And that is a very common, uh, I shouldn't say it's a very common symptom of COVID, but it is, it seems to me, it's the one that it's most like, oh, you lost that. Yeah. You've got COVID. Like, it seems to me like the mm -hmm. most direct this is for sure one of those signs that uh, that you've got it. And uh, boy, is it depressing. It is so depressing to eat for just texture and temperature. Like I've that is that. all, like that is all I have. Like if I eat a bowl of cereal in the morning, it's just, you know, cold liquid. And I might as well be water in my cereal as milk. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, it's just cold liquid and then flakes that mush up in your mouth. You know, like there's... <laughs> <laughs> um, Slav says that your answer would be warm water <laughs> because hey, you do it. talk about it. But yeah, that's water, harsh. Here's the thing. Water tastes exactly the same. You know why? Because <laughs> water, water doesn't have a taste. <laughs> that would be so strange. I have had several friends at this point who have had COVID and have had that symptom. And they have also had the same reaction, which is just this general sense of depression and concern because the joy of flavor is gone. Um, I, listen, I'm I'm operating on the assumption that it's not permanent, right? Uh, and I in mean, most it could, cases, it comes back. It could last a while. I've heard of it lasting four to six weeks for people. Those kind yes. of things. And so, operating on that assumption, I'm fine. And honestly, please understand this: if I lost my smell and taste for the rest of my life, I'm okay. Like that's not. This isn't like some sort of trauma this is just an observation about how different it is 
And when you're used to something, how depressing that can feel, that's probably too strong of a word. I know depression is a real thing. I, I you know, how sad it can feel just to be eating for uh, texture and temperature. But um, but I'm kind of looking at it as an opportunity. Imagine that, uh, you know, silver lining, Aaron, um, to just eat the calories I need because mm-hmm. like I, I, I literally have no desire to snack. Like, I just like, what is that even like? I just I don't even have desire to chew gum like there's just like anything that would put a little flavor in my mouth. So it's just it's just. So this is just like one flavor ever like one. So if I if I said something like mint, then I could taste mint and things, but I couldn't sure taste you, like yeah, a want, chocolate I, chip mint because I couldn't take the taste of chocolate. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying you get what's the rule. I'm saying you get every taste of your specific food. So if your specific food is oh. thin mint Girl Scout cookies, you get to taste what a thin uh, thin mint Girl Scout cookie tastes mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Not you know, but but it's nothing not else. It's not one ingredient. It's one Correct. item. Correct. Yes. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, this one is from Polly Maple Syrup French Toast. Nice. I understand that. Tyler says chocolate chips. Hey, you might you you might as well put those chocolate chips in something, right? Like because <laughs> right. You, don't you, you, waste you don't, it. Don't waste your chocolate chips on just chocolate chips. Same with Greg. Greg is saying M and M's. Put them in something, man. Like let's get <laughs> let's, right. let's get them on pizza. Let's get <laughs> them into right. baked and bread. If you do an M and M's, here we are cheating the question. Even this said I didn't want to, <laughs> but if you if you do like an M and M chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> right, right, right. You can then, like pull the M and M's out if you want and uh-huh. still eat those. <laughs> so 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 here in this situation, if let, let's say that it was an M M&M and M chocolate chip butterscotch cookie. <laughs> Does that mean that I, if if there was a brown sugar in something else, I could taste the ingredient? No, no brown. You'd only oh, taste it's it. only you'd okay, have okay. to be able to take that thing apart and okay. eat what's in it, you know, to to taste the differences. So when yeah. Elizabeth said bread in the chat, I was like, yes, and, and I think I know what mine is. I think mine would be, um, the, uh, that 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 Asiago cheese bagel. Oh my gosh! There you go. I, you you would think I would say tater tots. But I love cheesy bagels, man. And I, I think I would also, just because of the rule, I would say with cream cheese uh-huh, so that I could go. also taste the cream cheese. Although I will order it with half of the cream cheese plain and there half of the cream cheese will be now you're getting it. the vegetable spread so that I can technically taste the garlic in the vegetables on that as well. Uh, oh, oh, and then also just a tiny sliver of it would have a little bit of salmon on it as well. <laughs> I, I mean, there's some, there's some great choices in here. Uh, I want to get to, um, uh, where did I see it first? I see somebody, anyways, I'll just put up this comment. It says an omelet sounds nice. That's um, good. Uh, bacon, cheese, ham, omelet. Yeah. Um, you know, then I'm getting bacon. It. You know, mm-hmm. I'm getting like there's there's different tastes in there. Maybe even some hash browns in there. Ooh, like, yeah. a, you, oh, you know, that's like, good. See, like just yeah. Some sort of omelet that has a lot of different tastes in it, I think, is a really smart on a way bagel. To go. On, <laughs> on as a breakfast sandwich where the top part is a is an Asiago bagel and the bottom part is a slice of French toast. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter says this might make me, make me sound like an alcoholic, but I love the taste of absinthe. Okay, no fair shame. enough. There you go. Uh, Nick says, my wife describes not having taste and smell as being able to taste things as shapes. Yeah, true. Sweet things taste round 
and salty things taste triangle. I am not that advanced, but uh, but I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, uh, Breezy says um, that losing the sense of uh, flavor and taste and mm -hmm. such happened when uh, she says, when I swallowed my pill for thyroid cancer, I lost my taste for months and my tongue felt on fire a lot. That I was actually thinking about that too. Uh, didn't know if it was coming back, you yeah. know, and that yeah. was really depressing and scary, uh, difficult thing. Uh, it was Lolly that first said the uh, omelet. Can I be dull and say vegetable and feta omelet? If not, mm -hmm. uh, I'll throw cheese. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so there, there's that. Uh, Polly says tater tot chili, please. Uh, yeah. You got to get some with tater tots on it. Do we put tater tots in the, the omelet as well? I guess it had hash browns in there. So you yeah. kind of get a little bit of that flavor. Okay. But, yeah. uh, on the bagel. I think so, omelet's a really great answer. You know, the first really thing smart. The first thing that popped into my mind was lasagna. And I don't know why, but I was like, you know, lasagna is always so good. And I just like that's oh, that's yeah. one that I would really miss if I couldn't have lasagna. Like on the taste of on a bagel. <laughs> don't forget that part. It's really important <laughs> uh, for this then, experiment. Reason Lady B says egg casserole with eggs, cheese, hash brown, mushroom, spinach, sausage, bacon, and ham. Really? On a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I did think of also peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'll really, uh, you know, I, I would really miss the ability to taste uh, peanut butter and jelly together. I think that's especially strawberry preserves uh, with peanut butter. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I would totally miss that. Wow. I am missing that. I I'm can't so taste hungry. any of it right now. I, I had I had a little phantom taste. I think yesterday of an orange. Like ooh. I ate an orange. And I was like, oh, I think I'm. I think I have about ten percent of my taste back. <gasps> I taste a little bit of orange flavor. That's and wonderful. The, uh, I, like nothing else. So maybe the citrus. I could yeah, maybe the acid or something. Do you have an do you have another orange? Yes. Okay. Yes. We don't buy one at a time. <laughs> we do. Don't judge. It's probably less wasteful that way. It's just a, we, it's just a we lot have of one delivery orange. orders. Yeah, I won't let myself buy any fruit in bulk. And by bulk I mean in the bags because until I until I'm a big enough adult that I will eat all of them, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just don't deserve to have all of the uh, oranges. Yeah, well, after having, you know, four teenage boys in the home oh, uh, yeah. at the same time for a few years, everything we buy is in bulk. We're going to have to learn how to not buy you in bulk. Are. So. Whoa, that's going to be so weird for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other ones that you wanted to uh, highlight before we go on to the U topics? Yeah, Lolly says, and by the way, go ahead and start getting your U topics in uh, right now with uh, the letter U at the beginning. Uh, Lolly says, are you tempted to experiment with spicy foods, uh, Aaron? Tell him, tell him, the, tell him what you did. Tell him, tell him what you did, Aaron. Tell him. Hey. Okay, I will tell them what I did. <laughs> Danae, would you like to tell them what I did? He ate <laughs> salt and vinegar chip. I did. On purpose. I did. I didn't taste a thing. It just tasted like uh, chewing a potato chip up. Usually, he would be in physical pain from eating that. Yeah. That's when I really knew it was serious. <laughs> <laughs> when you messaged that you had something with vinegar in it. And it was just like, nah, nothing. Don't taste a thing. I, I am curious about spicy stuff if you would still feel the spicy. I think you would. Because that's a physical response, right? Yeah, Not a you would response. feel it in your esophagus, and you would yeah. probably feel it coming out the other side. <laughs> Thank, thanks, today. I'm just always, warning you. Just letting me. Back I am you. your friend. Today is <laughs> maybe you should have said a friend is somebody that you can talk about poop with. Poop and penguins today. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Sorry. by the way, if you've ever seen a, a flock of penguins, they're just—it is just all poop. <laughs> 
That is just the whole environment is just feces. It is so, so gross. Um, oh no, no. So back to food. Uh, I I have not been tempted yet because again I'm just like on day three or four. I can't remember, and I'm still kind of in the I'm sad part of of it to to get to the experience. Like like I'm I'm in the just hey just put a plate of whatever you think will be healthy for me right now in front of me and we'll you know we'll get to the next meal. Aww. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I'm trying to see it as a good opportunity. I'm I'm also learning about my body's response to food more than I ever have before as well, because I think I've mentioned, if not on the show to you, Danae, that I never I don't know what hunger feels like. I don't I don't understand. I understand what starvation feels like. I understand the idea that I haven't eaten long enough that my body is like reacting. Um, but I am always hungry and, you know, never full unless I really, really overdo it. And what I'm learning is that when I say hungry, I mean, I want flavor in my mouth because uh, now I'm not hungry in the way that I would define hungry. Oh, that's interesting. And you wouldn't have ever really been able to make that delineation. No, yeah. I didn't understand the difference. And now I'm starting to understand the difference. Wow. Cause um, like for me, whenever it's like, oh, I'm hungry. I, there's a feeling in my gut that's of, of my body saying that I I need to be processing something. And then I also can just feel my energy dip. And but so for I'm you, you're I'm talking about flavor yeah, and flavor. Yeah. So wow. or craving or whatever. Do you think you'll so, have a different relationship with food after this? Do you think it'll go like, Oh, I respect this differently. Or do you think it's going to be like, full if it extreme, lasts long like, enough. like a cookie monster, <laughs> get it all in my mouth because you're going to miss it so much. Well, Are you after, worried? after I thought I tasted the orange, let's just say this. Uh, I went through our refrigerator and just kind of tried every and like nothing else I could taste. Oh. So, I was just like, so, yes, I think there will be that initial moment of bring me a calzone. Just, <laughs> just like your vacuum cleaner. Feed me grapes. Uh, no, I, I don't know. But I, if it lasts long enough, I guarantee it will. Uh, I will learn more the longer it lasts. Um, but, you know. We'll see. It's. I think it's educational, and I try to look at it from a positive uh, place. Good for you. Um, all right, you ready for the you you uh, you questions, Danae? Do you have some uh, picked out that I you want to go yeah. through? All right, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> this one's from Polly. Uh, snow in Louisiana right now. What's the craziest weather that you've ever seen? Hands down, it was a tornado. <laughs> yeah, I imagine right. I, it was up close and personal, and it was it was dumb. We went tornado. Did you see the funnel? Did you actually like spot the funnel and yeah, man, that would it be was, terrifying. Well, and the weather to get to the, to the tornado was some of this. That was probably one of the most scary moments of my entire life. Uh, it was just a dumb decision all around, but you know, um, I'll never do that again. I, it was, it was going through such thick rain. I couldn't see and then hail and then all of a sudden it was like pink slash lavender sky. And, and then it was orange, just orange sky. And about a mile and a half to two miles away was the biggest tornado I will ever see in my life. Wow. Please, <laughs> please God, let that be true. I, uh, I immediately I noped out of there. My friend was like, let's keep going. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> 
So you didn't have that instinct that uh, like storm chasers have. Like there's not a part of you that's like, I want to be in this craziness um, or or was it just that you knew you weren't in a like if you were in a more sturdy vehicle, like a storm chasing vehicle, would you have felt different? Would you have been like, okay, Ooh, so, let's get it close to the can, you know? So I was in a Bronco, like or a G oh, it was like a GMC, they think they're called the Jimmy. And it was a pretty pretty much a tank type vehicle. So and and it was doing pretty good. But I was with somebody who had that instinct. And I was trying to figure out, is this my instinct? I don't mm. know. I was so scared though. And yeah. I thought, push through, push through. And then once I saw the tornado, I realized, nope, I am not this person. And I was in control. I think if he had been driving, we would have kept going and I would have been along for a, a ride. But I was in control. So I noped out of there pretty quick. I, I, I am very uh, aware that I am the nope person. Like I like as far as danger goes, like get me as far <laughs> away as possible. Like I, I am not the person who stands as close to the edge nope. to see the you know down the look down at you know at the Grand Canyon or whatever. I'm just like, nope, I could stumble and die. Oh I'm gonna be fine back here. And so yeah. I discovered the uh, feature on Instagram, which is much like TikTok, where you're just kind of sharing reels and it's just video clips of people doing things from like this adrenaline channel or something. Sure. And I'm just like, no, yeah. I'm so scared right now. I am in bed. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to die. And I think I'm going to puke. Uh, yeah. I, I'm all the way back in our chat. And are you, and I do, I just saw this from It Don't Connect saying Penguin Danae is peak Danae. <laughs> nice. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, the craziest weather I've ever been in was hurricane. Um, and this was on a family vacation. <gasps> on How the... did I not think about that? I've been in a hurricane too. <laughs> well, you know what? Honestly, the tornado, I think would trump the hurricane because I mean, hurricanes are scary. And the, I mean, when you see what the wind really does at those speeds, like, Oh my gosh. It's, and we were hunkered down in, um, a, uh, a hotel. You're talking about the hurricane of Florida, which I is was more in recent Irma, right? in Irma, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Andrew. On the the Eesh. Gulf Coast, which of course my poor brother, who's named Andrew, on our vacation, like all the papers are like Andrew ravages the Gulf Coast. <laughs> it's like, Andrew's like I did do I it. Didn't do it. Actually, I think he kind of loved it, but uh, but yeah. So seeing that was impressive, but seeing a tornado is different because it's this like it's this thing. It's like almost like this being. It's almost like a beast that is coming for you. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Here's one from D'Angelina Dindo 28. I just butchered her name <laughs> and I apologize uh -huh. for that. Uh, what it is could be Dana, Dana it Galindo. Could be, it could be. What is a societal pressure that you have felt that has shaped or changed the way you live? Ooh. That's a good one. That's a deep Boy, one. That is that is a deep question because honestly, I'm the type of person who my immediate reaction to this question is none. I don't change the way I live based on societal I pressure. I, I change the way I live based on truth that I see in the world around me. Aaron, that's kind of societal pressure. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Put it on a bagel. I guess it's the pressure part, right? Like it's, it's, um, I would call it more societal awareness, more, uh, cultural engagement, uh, you know, those kind of things. Um, um I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be honest and, and I'm, I'm going to disappoint some people, I feel, but I feel like I'm going to, 
it's many, many of you already know this. Just I think it's go, go back huh? to the political discussion now. You're no, gonna bring up a no. okay. it's cussing for me. Yeah. Uh, the societal pressure is that I should not have a vivid vocabulary. And so I really am cautious about being very uh, careful about the mediums and the places that I uh, I do express myself with more <laughs> R-rated terminologies. Um, and that's okay. Uh, I've, I've learned that over the years, but I think that's one where it's more like you shouldn't talk this way or you shouldn't say these things this way. And I, I don't know that I entirely agree with that, but I definitely have changed my, my entire life. It's nothing new, but it's my entire, you know, adult life from the time that I was able to mm -hmm. kind of express myself without concern for what others were thinking. I've always had a very vivid vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm, 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 you want to think I'm, about it? I am, I'm really having difficulty with this question. It's a good um, question. It's just it, something it is, to think it is about. a great question. And I, I, you know, I know because you went a direction of like, uh, you know, change pressure has changed me in the way I live in like, uh, hindered me, like, you know, cut something off mm. about me. And I'm thinking about pressure changing me and like expanding me and oh. like, you know, what is, what oh, is something. So, yeah. So, and either way, I just keep coming back to, I think I was raised to understand what, uh, what was important, what was valued, what was, uh, you know, what pressure really was in a way that, if I wanted to express myself, I was able to express myself. Um, so yeah, this is a real, this is a really tough one for it's me. Want to think about? You mean move on I to the will, next one from I Molly? About if something comes up, I, I definitely sure. will say it. I'm not sure. Um, today, most shops have half-priced chocolates. If you could go and pick anything, what's your chocolate of choice? Anything white chocolate? I realized I have a love of white chocolate Kit Kats. Uh, mm -hmm. over Halloween. I'd never had one before, but my husband got a white chocolate um, like variety pack. So it had white chocolate Reese's cups, peanut butter cups, um, and then the Kit Kats. And there was one other that I cannot think of, but either way, they're really bland in a beautiful way. I, I realized I really like white chocolate. It's just such, it's a, more of a calm flavor. So I would definitely go for white chocolate stuff. Uh, and thank they're you all, for the reminder. <laughs> they're, they're all just melty paper at this point. Oh, um, so. <laughs> melty uh, paper? I don't know. <laughs> what a funny way of describing chocolate. It's melty paper. Yeah, just melty paper. No, I like uh, like cherry filled chocolates. Like I, I like the idea of of um, melt like uh, sucking the the chocolate off, like letting it melt in your mouth, like and those then malt you've got balls or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, if you're going with like Valentiney kind of chocolates, then yeah, I like the kind of fruit centered stuff. This is the best day to go for the discounts. Oh, for sure. Oh man, yeah. all of a sudden my chat popped all the way down to the bottom. I was I was looking at the bottom okay, uh, of the chat to kind of get people's responses while you kind of looked up for for okay. questions. Um, and so I'm going to give a, a few of the societal pressures. Uh, Greg says, for me, it's drinking coffee. Coffee. Truth is, I don't even like this stuff. That's because it tastes horrible, Greg. Uh, started drinking it socially, and then I got hooked. Um, so, oh, yeah. that's how the cigarettes start. That's what Polly said, Greg. That's how I started smoking as a teen. Yeah. Um, so, and then Greg also mentions gossip, which I thought was an interesting one. Also, gossip. Oh, people yeah. talk about the actions of other people all the time, and I'm completely guilty. I have gotten sucked in. Um, so, yeah. 
yeah i thought those were those were good ones to, to kind of uh, pick up on as well just a quick shout out to the slender man on twitch chat good morning yes this is a onesie <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll just try to show there you I'm go little, i'm a little penguin today um this is a a gift from my mother who decided that she could not wear the penguin and i have another one too that i might wear someday nice um what's steven, the next you question steven asks what is your favorite color aside from black aaron <laughs> <laughs> black doesn't count well, I will go ahead and say that my answer to this is actually not black. Uh, my answer to this question is black and white. I love the chromaticness and the dichotomy of black and white. That has always been uh, since high school. Now, I think you're asking me to go beyond black and white, beyond uh, one color. It spectrum. says, what's your favorite color? Not what's your favorite color combination? Well, the easy answer would be white then, right? Like but I just go, okay, color? <laughs> well, is black. No, you literally went with the two colors. They're like non-colors, right? That's my point. That's why I love them. <laughs> is this why you like unique. dice so much? Uh, well, I also, my last name is Dicer. So there is probably that part of it. Uh, you could say maybe the one uh, resulted in the other. Uh, if if you're going to push me beyond the monochromatic scale, uh, then I, I would go with purple. purple. Dude, I was thinking purple too. Yeah, purple's fine. I'll go azure. 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 I love cobalt. The color cobalt is one of my absolute favorites. Just that mm -hmm. deep, like sapphire kind yeah, of blue. Yeah. Love that so much. Yeah, I like a lot of the blues. Uh, a, a lot of the blues are real. I mean, purple, if you go far enough, is a type of blue uh, in some ways. But like, um, like ocean blue, like the real like tropical ocean blue is just it's really pretty. Um, yeah. So I like that part of the spectrum. New topic. It's not a question, but I love the roses in the background. These were the gift from my husband for Valentine's Day. We usually nice. don't do the traditional kind of gifts, but Iris, our um, almost four-year-old, has been recently talking about how much she loves flowers. So he went all out, and I wanted to show that off to you guys today. So I'm glad you noticed it. Very nice. Um, another one from Greg. Phone scams that you've recently uh, had, such mm. as me. Uh, Greg, who is blind from birth, gets notices that the vehicle warranty is expired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, I get the social security ones on the regular these days. Yeah. Like I'm getting them probably at least once a week. Like this is the Department of Social Security. You need to call us immediately, or you'll have nothing. <laughs> i don't i haven't gotten one in a long long time um so i don't know if i'm just good about hitting like scam and block like on my google does a pretty good job of like blocking that stuff as it comes in so um but yeah I, it's probably been years since i've gotten any kind of uh weird phone call like that but i remember they used to be uh it was always about some sort of like um you're going to jail. That's when I would, when yeah. I get them, it was always about like, you you know, you're going to down, you're going away. Yeah. If you don't respond to this today, like they're coming to get you. And, um, Man. yeah, my grandmother, tax, like tax stuff. Like it was always about like, you know, yeah. Hey, you know, you have unpaid taxes on this stuff. And like, this is your last chance. Yeah. Um, and it's scary when you think about it and you're like, Oh, I probably would have gotten some form of contact <laughs> from the IRS, from themselves. the IRS at some point. <laughs> Um, yeah. but there is that brief panic where you think, did I mess something up? You know, sure. 
my grandmother was scammed recently with someone calling, saying that they were uh, her grandson, which she has a grandson mm -hmm. uh, that would be of age and that that he had gotten into trouble. So and, and she would she said, oh, Colton. And then they're like, yes, it's about Colton, you know, and so it was they played off of her information expertly. Mm -hmm. And through conversation, she was able to kind of realize that they were wanting bailout money for him. And so um, she's smart and witty and figured it out. But scammers are they're relentless. Yeah. I wanted to go back to uh, Nick talking about weather events. A tornado okay. formed a water spout at a park at the beach, and I had to quickly run to the car. And the wind was so strong, we had trouble closing the door. <gasps> and something shattered our back window while we were driving away. Ah! <laughs> Nick, what? Holy shoot. I do remember uh, a hailstorm uh, one time in college where we came out in the parking lot and, like, there were more broken windshields than in intact windshields. Like, oh. the, the hail was so intense that yeah it was it was one of those things yeah that's that's pretty intense uh, uh greg says i was on a tilt-a-whirl once during a major lightning storm you guys scary oh, stuff i've had this one too uh polly says i've been in phoenix at 122 uh degrees i i have as well um, no. a conference and it got up in the 120s and it was when i learned that when people say it's a dry heat. They aren't lying. It is. It feels totally different. And if you don't purposefully hydrate, you will dehydrate yourself because you don't realize how hot it is and what your body's having to do to uh, survive. So, yeah. Uh, Lolly was um, in a forest fire in Spain, had to be emergency evacuated. Ooh, that's, you guys. that's terrifying. That is so scary. I, like, have you seen like the videos of people escaping forest fires where no. they're trying... Oh, Why have man. you? Well, just because they they pop up and it's just like and I know I like I know they're okay because there's pop up where Aaron on the internets. Have you been to the internets? I see like you're, you're like you're on YouTube and or Twitter it's, or it's whatever. Like, hey, check out this like, crazy video. Yeah, yeah. Oh where it's like we're we're escaping a, a forest fire in California or whatever, and it's like trees are like you know falling in the road, and it's just like it is. It's something, man. And you nope. have to back up and find another road. And it's like, no, whew. Penguin says no. <laughs> I just had a flashback of watching one. But it was a long while back. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was someone that was videoing it. Oh, that's scary. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Uh, well, is that is that it today? Did you see any more you questions you want to get to? Um, I'm doing a quick scan, quick scan. Um, while Danae's doing that, and if we find another one, we'll go ahead and answer it, but I will kind of, uh, just let you know again, if you look at the scroll at the bottom, it uh, tells you a lot of ways to connect and keep up to date with us. We've mentioned Twitter. We're pretty active on Twitter. Although Danae is now thinking about canceling hers. Apparently, <laughs> uh, at Danae says I'm at Aaron Dicer. Uh, you can also, uh, of course, subscribe wherever you're watching this, uh, uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, that other social media site that shall not be named. Um, you can also join Team DNA. We haven't talked about that today. Uh, that is our Patreon support. And uh, we have our next uh, goal is eight people away uh, doing $5 a month. And we'll do some D&D. Uh, &D. We'll stream some D&D &D for you guys. 
Um, so you can check that out at patreon.com slash studio DNA. And don't forget to hit the bell so you know when we go live because it's not just Mondays, although it has been recently. Yes. But it is Mondays and some days, uh, other weekdays uh, sometimes we get the green light and we're like, hey, let's do a show. So uh, you let's can know- do this thing. And you never know when a penguin will appear. Now, I do <laughs> want to say, Greg says, someone describe what a penguin looks like to a blind man, please. Okay. Or feels like or something that I can compare it to. Okay. Now, this is a fun stuff because I've never held a penguin before. So. <laughs> um, Polly took a shot at it. You want to hear Polly's shot first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Polly said, I'd say think of a short feathered fat bowling pin with a short orange yellow beak. Now, a bowling pin is, you know, it's it's like uh, it kind of starts with a base that's thinner and then gets a little wider and then gets really thin. And then so it's like it's a little like, um, you know, mound. Yeah, it's very it's bulbous. A little, it's a little moundy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And they uh, have here, really short wings, like these, they, they do nothing. Like, you know, they, they can't fly. And technically, so they, waddle, they help them swim. They waddle around on webbed feet and, the, you know, these tiny little wings. Yes, the wings give them aerodynamics in the water. They are built to swim. So the cool thing about penguins is that their feathers are so dense that it helps them to stay insulated in the in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder what they would feel like if, if, like, when you touched them, it would feel, like, cold like a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and maybe even kind of dense like that. Cause when I think of right. feathers, I always, you know, I imagine that you think of a, an eagle or a down feather pillow or something, mm-hmm. but their feathers are so tightly packed together to keep them warm. I wonder if it would feel more hard. Lolly just correctfully, uh, correctly corrected me. Mm. Uh, I said aerodynamics in water. That would be hydrodynamics uh, in water, just so so we're clear. And I do appreciate the correction, and I'm glad you know that about me. Um, But yes, you're absolutely correct. Hydrodynamics. Um, here's another you question I came across. Do you want to hop over to that? Or is anyone else? Sure. Hey, we already can finish off when when we're done. But yeah, if you've got another one, throw it up there. Um, Greg asks, how old is your oldest living relative? It's a great question. My grandma turns a hundred this week. Wow. Shout out to Edith Granatella, even though she is not watching. <laughs> um, my grandmother is 90, and that's my oldest uh, living relative. Yeah, we, we we just lost my grandma. Um, and yeah, she was in her 90s. I feel bad for not knowing her exact age. I don't think she... I think she had just turned 90 or, or some. We went to her, her either 90th or 95th birthday. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, so it's our parents now, my wife and my parents, uh, who are all still with us, um, be the, the direct, um, yeah. Cause I think both my wife and I have lost all of, uh, our grandparents at this point. So yeah. wait, how bad, let me think of this. Okay, you how, think of bad, that. how bad would it be if I was wrong? I know but, I've, Aaron, I know I've lost, so bad. lost listen, all my grandparents. <laughs> the good news is I don't think your dad's here anymore. He's probably he's super here. He is so watching right now. You're so screwed. No, 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 no. All, all my grand, all my my grandparents uh, have moved on, and all of my wife's have uh, as well. So yeah, yeah. Your dad uh, is super in the chat and talking about M and M's earlier. My so. mom's, uh, uh, my mom's mom, Edith. Uh, no, lo- my mom's mom's mom, my great grandmother was also named Edith and lived a long, long time. So oh, that's know. cool. Yeah. 
Um, I'm telling you what, Greg's questions are the best. We should end it on this one. This is a good okay. one for everybody to think about. Uh, Greg asks, what's the weirdest feeling that you ever felt with your fingers? Okay. <laughs> what a great question okay. for a blind man because, yeah. you know, you that's how you're seeing the world. Sure. So, I bet you felt sure. uh, so he's, his answer is a hedgehog, a pet hedgehog. Mm. I bet that would be very, very strange. That, that would be very, very strange. Um, what a great question. I, I, I probably something that has weird scientific properties. I remember being very shocked by like when you put, and I forget what it is. I think it's cornstarch in something together and it creates a liquid, but when you forcefully hit the liquid, it's a, like, it's almost a solid. Yeah. What is that stuff called? I mean, That's it's just, just, I think it's just cornstarch and is no, it there's water a, or there's, um, there's oh, like you a mean there's a technical term for those kind of yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like you would slap it and it would be like, I can't even get through it. And then, but like if you just went slowly, yeah, it was totally liquid. That stuff felt weird. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely one of them. That's kind of the kind oh, of thing I would probably go an with. Ooblek. An ooblek, you say. I, I don't think I've listen, heard that word. I literally Googled. When you hit it, it's solid. When you touch it, it's softy <laughs> liquid. Softy liquid. <laughs> uh, it all right, says I'll do if, some Googling. You, you come up with your it answer. Says, it can feel like a solid when you hold it in a ball and it becomes liquid when you let your hand loose. It takes the shape of whatever it's holding. Ooblek gets its name from a book by Dr. Seuss called Bartholomew, Bartholomew and the Ooblek. So you can look that up. I okay. would think that's my strange. Google says it's called a suspension. Um, oh, called suspension. A suspension. Uh, and Ooh. yes, it's just oh, cornstarch and oh, water. Oh, but Nick in the chat says Ooblek. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Okay. So my answer for this question was when I was probably eight, I went to a, a Halloween party where they had you stick your hand into a box so you couldn't see what was in it and it was supposed and then you had to feel what it was with your fingers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was meant to you know terrify you but let me just be very clear this was a church environment so it yes. wasn't nefarious it was silly but peeled grapes freaked me yeah. out because yeah, no, that's a good one that's a good and one they said it was eyeballs, eyeballs you know right yeah and so forever, like after that, I just, the, te the certain textures of touching certain textures, it just gives me the heebies. And I know it's from that moment because I reached my hand into a bowl. And now that I think about it, and so had hundreds of other children reach their <laughs> same hand into this little bacteria bowl. Well, we already know kid hands are the cleanest. So, Ooh. you know, yeah. But, uh, and then there was another one that was brains and they had taken, I think it was jello. Uh, and then they had put uh, spaghetti, cooked spaghetti in a jello mold. But by the time my hot little kid hand got to it, the jello <laughs> was already like almost liquid at that point. Uh -huh. And so it was just this goopy, weird thing. Uh, that was another one I put my hand into. But I know it was because of the intensity of the moment and not necessarily mm -hmm. because I was like, oh, this is a really interesting texture. But I take textures for granted, Greg, because I have sight. So I would fully admit that. And I think I should think about uh, this more. I do love certain textures. I love the texture of my daughter's hair, for example. I get, like, I'll just 
pet her hair. <laughs> this is so soft. <laughs> uh, I did a Google search for what does touching a brain feel like? Oh, great. Uh, and the actual answer is kind of like tough jelly. It gives some resistance more than pudding, but with enough force, you can poke a hole in it and stick your finger. Uh, Aaron, you were supposed to be looking up oobleck. <laughs> no, I and did. And then you pivoted to brains? Well, I was just curious what an actual brain felt like. Oh I've never actually felt one, so <laughs> I was curious. Can a guy be curious? Just ask Greg. He's felt brains before, I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. I'm I'm sure that is something that has uh, happened. But uh hate uh hat hate ego says a Newtonian fluid. <gasps> Ooh, look up Newtonian fluid, Aaron. Yep, that okay. sounds fascinating. On it, on it. Okay, okay, um, okay. A Newtonian fluid is a fluid which is the uh, in which the viscous stresses arising from its flow at every point are linear. Linear. Oh, there's ours. Sorry, uh, they are uh, linearly correlated to the local strain rate, the rate of its change of its deformation over time. I think Newtonian fluids are like toothpaste. I think it is technically a Newtonian fluid, where it's like if it sits there for a while, it's going to take the shape of what it's in. But it kind of constrains itself for a while to the shape of, you know, whatever. But that's not the fluid we're talking about. No, we are specifically talking okay. about a suspension fluid like uh, cornstarch and water. Okay. So, yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This is all fascinating stuff. And now I'm on my own little Google search. But I'm well, going that's a good place to head on to our day. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to go make an oobleck. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a website I found called scienceexplorers.com. What is oobleck? And that's where I'm going to be going next. Sounds like fun. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, on another Monday. We will be back on the next Monday or someday, and we will see you then. Quack, quack. Bye, guys. Love you all. I don't. No, wait. Remember the sound. <gasps> <laughs> nope. That was more like blowing your nose. But hey, it works. Whatever the first you one do. was way better. It was. It was actual <laughs> penguins. But now you're just, you know, sinus problems. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. Oh,